Hi, it's Michael and Anthony here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for the current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, with Anthony Turner from the Small Business Mentoring Service, we'll interview a different small business expert or a fellow business owner and get them to share their best tips and insights for you, the listeners. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Thanks also to our supporters, Kerr Capital and the Small Business Mentoring Service. Okay, so welcome to another edition of Small Business Banter Radio. Uh, really pleased to welcome in Sabrina Runbeck. And Sabrina is currently in uh, Texas. So I think it's our first international guest. But uh, welcome in, Sabrina. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Michael. It's great to have you here. Uh, in also today, Anthony Turner, co-host from the Small Business Mentoring Service. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks, Michael. Great to be back again. Okay, Sabrina, um, we, we, we caught up last week. Um, really uh, keen to get this conversation going. Your, I'll, I'll briefly describe what you do, but I'll hand over to you to fill in you know, the substantial gaps. But um, you, you're a peak performance consultant, background in neuroscience, public health, and uh, your thing is about empowering small business owners, especially in healthcare, to to increase their productivity and and I guess um, better look after themselves so that they can sustain themselves and their businesses. So you've um, you've also created a podcast of your own. We can chat about that a little later. But I think if I was to sum up, it's you want to help uh, business owners prevent their passion from becoming a prison. Is that a fair um, mission statement for you? Yeah, you're so right on the dot. I totally believe that we're so good at just getting things done. But when we're so driving to the point of constantly saying yeses to the things that don't truly align with us, don't find the most joyful, then we're giving away our precious time, energy, and ultimately our sanity. Yeah, that's great. Hey, do, Sabrina, um, that's powerful. Uh, but could you just uh, give uh, like a little bit of context on where you, you know, you, your professional journey to where you are today, so we can, so the owner's got a bit of a sense of who you are and and why we're talking about what we're talking about. Awesome. Happy to share. And thanks everyone from listening. You know, we know you can be doing anything and then you choose to just be open ear, open heart to listen to us. So we thank you and appreciate you. So a little bit about my background. I grew up as an only child in a family of Asians. So usually girls are seem like, oh, you know, you're smart, but get a job, be okay. Don't rock the boat. You'll be fine. And I'm the one who's like the rebellious one. Why should the boys carry out the family name and doing X, Y, Z? I can be as smart as you guys and be more smarter. And that's why I go through two 
bachelor degrees, two master degree, finally got into medicine and one of the best heart and lung surgery center in the country of US and really in the world because we have international clients, patients flying to us just to take care of their heart and lung problems. Now, I thought at the time, hey, I made it. I'm here in my prime time, have all these letters, certifications, degrees, and then I have the knowledge and doing part. And then I started working 80 plus hours a week, constantly adding more cases on seeing a new consultation, just keep going. And there was one month, I was in the hospital 29 days straight. And on top of that, taking night calls for sporadic problems. And I remember vividly one morning, it was hardly eight o'clock. I was already exhausted. Can't even do anything because my body feels weak, my hands are cramping, and end up finding out I had a fever of 101 degree. And that wouldn't have been so bad, except I have a break. But I was, in fact, scrubbing my hands inside a patient's open chest, operating. And that day, I'm quiet. And people know if I'm quiet, something's wrong. And so my nurse was even passing Daquan cough drop to me just to keep me going. Now, everyone knows a little Band-Aid here and there is not going to help us. So, of course, the next morning when I woke up, cover was nice sweat. I can barely just get out of bed to get a glass of water. I had to convince myself to take a sick day. Now, I know all of you guys listening, this is not a nuance. All of you guys been there. Like you just push, push, push through it. Like a little thing, not big deal. If you don't do it, who's going to do it? That type of mentality. So I had to convince myself, this is it. When I finally got on the phone with my boss, his answer was, Sabrina, you're just telling me this now? (laughs) Why, why do you think, Sabrina, we actually get caught up in this trap of pushing ourselves to such extremes? I feel like it's what we talk about in positive psychology. We have these sabotaging tendencies. Now, the equation of success for us in positive psychology is potential times positive quotient. So potential is what most people want, driving by more experience, more skill, more EQ, IQ, more certification, more degree, thinking that will position themselves as someone who's strong, then I have the resource to do the if-then condition. But what they are not seeing is even though they have the title, they have the experience, our sabotaging tendency will start pulling ourselves back, right? And the number one thing is judgment. We're so critical about ourselves, And of course, we're critical about every single thing that's happening and people around us. So we make life really difficult. And so if we so, know how to do that, then we can figure out how to get into the more empowerment state. So this is really the description of that, um, um, I guess, emotional, psychological prison that uh, we create for ourselves. Exactly. We're so good of knowing, hey, I have all these things to do, right? Let me check off everything. But how do you actually prioritize? Right? It's no longer 10 things are priority. They should just be one very focused. And knowing when you pick that, you have no regret. You're very present. And then you're not dislodge yourself into the distraction zone, disinterest zone, or the death zone. Sabrina, uh, so are they the key signs that 
someone should be looking out for in themselves or in others they care about as a as an indicator that things aren't right? Correct. So one of the exercises I do with my clients, and they're always super surprised, is that I say we should be living more than 80% of the time in our desire zone. And that's how we can keep our momentum going, keep our joy, keep our self light. And but what exactly is in the desire zone? It's something that you love to do and you're really good at. It come natural to you. If it's just something you love to do, you have no skill, no potential, then it's actually a distraction because you're going to spend a lot of time feeling like, hey, I can do it. I can figure it out. But all those times are wasting digging and learning and you're not actually producing the result at a high level. So it's and truly you, a distraction. That, and a frustration because you, you probably know deep down that you're not doing what you're best at doing. And that, and that kind of further reinforces the downward spiral. Exactly. That downward spiral of feeling I'm not good enough. Well, I, I thought I enjoyed doing. How come it's still taking me way too much time? Right. And then you can think about what about the other spectrum? We talk about the disinterest is things that come easy to you. For some people is making these Excel, tracking your finances. But are those time really used wisely? Because if it's just a chore, just because you know how to do it and you've done it, but you're not actually doing things that you love to do and move the needle in your life or business, and guess what? We start to procrastinate. We start to slow down our momentum. So that disinterest zone is also very dangerous. And then I have people realize that actually a lot of tasks that they're doing, then they're not interested in and they're not good at. And that's why they feel like the weight is constantly on their shoulder and they're not moving forward. So, Sabrina, what do you see as the um, key steps for our listeners to sort of, uh, as a bit of a process, I guess, to start getting out of this sort of prison into back into their passion um, and into you know, freeing up some time to do the things that are most important? Right. So after you are able to identify the, these, right, like these categories, I ask people to, uh, everyone who's listening, make columns, four of them. First column is all the tasks you had done in the past week. Second column, how long did it take you to do them? And then the third is, did you love it? Like, and then fourth is, were you really good at? Now you start seeing which ones you actually have double check mark. Those are in your desire zone. And if it's just one check mark, you should really think about how can you automate or delegate them. If there's no check mark, those are the dead zone. You absolutely need to eliminate them. So when we're thinking about things we have to do, right? Those double check mark, and these things are what we create a true focus funnel. So number one step is always eliminate, and then automate. It's a system that no one need to do. Right, just like people need to book you for a speaking engagement, people need a, a client needed to talk to you, and that should be automation system. And then delegation that also takes additional trust, right, to grow to more with your team. And that also means what I say is attracting the right people to create synergy and not become an accidental diminisher once you have the right people. 
makes a lot of sense. You talk about uh, delegation and outsourcing and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a very, very powerful way of actually increasing your productivity, as we all know. I guess a lot of people that um, uh, solo business owners and things like that don't feel that they've got the ability to do that. Um, have you got some tips about how they might be able to do that when they really don't have that inverted commas network around them? Right, right. That is actually a mindset barrier. Is People feel like, oh, I'm by myself. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. If you constantly think that way, you're always in the lack state. And that's what you're going to attract for the clients who are always going to say that to you as well. We have to pivot into the empowerment side of us to be resourceful. And how do we be resourceful is thinking, okay, so if this task I can have my VA to do, let's just say social media, right? Writing email newsletter. If your VA can do that and you only pay that VA five or $10 or euros, and what about your own hourly rate? right? Like it will be a super small, tiny fraction of your own hourly rate. If you continue to do the tasks that are truly mundane, not worth of your true value, then you diminish who you are and not only your confidence and your time, and then really how you see yourself as an individual, as a business owner. So you think about that huge gap, right? Every time you talk to a client, you actually make something happen in your business, how much money would that produce you? And how much of value system and joy would that produce you? But if you're not doing that to move needle in your business and you got caught up by all these small things, X, Y, Z, or finding an accountant, or I figure out these back-end service process, then you're really killing yourself. And that's how you're bottleneck. Thank you, Sabrina. And by the way, on today's edition of Small Business Banter Radio, we are chatting with Sabrina Runbeck all the way from Texas. And um, as you can, if you listened in earlier, you'll, you know, she's had a, a, a an illustrious career in the in the health space, and then I guess had a moment to uh, and realised that you you wanted to go on a different path. I'm I'm really in reading some of the information about yourself before we got on the call today, you, you ref, referred a couple of times to a natural path for, uh, for people, for business owners. Um, and, and I think it's an, an ongoing challenge for a lot of people. What is, you know, we, we've just covered in the last couple of minutes outsourcing and not doing the things that are, you know, not that productive for you focus on the things that you do best, but is that, is that the same as finding your natural path and what your um, what you really want to do? long-term in your business or in your life? Right. I totally believe for you to have that double win, a powerful career and a passionate life, we needed to see life as a whole. And while my coach, Brendan Burchard, has this equation, which is great. So what we think about, we always want to have less input and more output. But what are really things into your input output is this equation. So take a pen, write this down. So number one thing is time, right? Like time is such a commodity. Yes, it's like we made up this arbitrary 24 hours a day. But still, just because you have more time, how are you leveraging this time? Well, how much time do you actually have to invest this project, this thing for you to go, oh, 
further into life. And that is the intrinsic value. Do you even remember and understand who you are? If you can only pick three words to describe best of who you are and how you want to show up, what are these? Are these three values aligned with what you wanted to achieve? And then is money. Do you have to invest in yourself to do something? And most time, if we don't even invest in ourselves, how are you making anything happen? And that investing in yourself also including hiring the right people, that superstar VA that I always talk about. And once you hire them, know how to keep them so they don't jump shift. Mm, yeah. And then it's energy. People don't even think about productivity, productivity, give me the system. But without the right energy, you won't do anything at all. So knowing there's actually four different chronotypes means natural energy cycle in people. And we also needed to do what preventative medicine taught us, preemptively reset yourself. Because it's easier to recharge when you're pretty full than drain yourself completely down, right? So if you're super thirsty and chucking the water, it's going to take you a lot time for your body to get to the point of feeling good again, instead of continuously just sip on something, right? That's an analogy. And then what's the last thing is sanity. Most people are not realizing that a lot of things are just not enjoyable. And it's going to be more of a headache to deal with certain people, certain tasks. So your sanity matters so much, right? So these are five things of input, time, intrinsic value, money, energy, and sanity. So what about output? Everybody's initial thought is just, what's my return on investment of money? But money is not going to do everything for us, right? It also means we need to know whether what are we trying to accomplish, this task or this business, is going to align with our lifestyle. If it's not aligning, then yes, you're going to create a new box and restrict yourself, right? How are you truly creating freedom for yourself? What does that freedom even look like? for you. And that is future value. It's not just the enjoyment of now, the instant gratification a lot of people chasing, but what is it in the future that you really align and then you feel good about? And once you get there, you're just like, wow, I'm at peace. I'm, I'm satisfied. I don't have any regret. And lastly is personal growth. Because without that constant excitement that we build for us, then people are eventually going to get to a point of stagnant and then start having that missing piece or gaps that they haven't even figured out what that is. I, re yeah, I really like that, Sabrina. And I'm, I'm really comforted in hearing you talk about this as a, as a trained health professional, like a surgeon. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of an unusual back, you know, background for you know, someone now focusing in, in the area of small business owners and their, and their overall well-being, But which is wonderful. Um, you talked about having a coach in there. Is that is that one of the things? Now you're a small business owner, really, in your own, in your own right. Now you you work with other healthcare professionals. Is that coach a really important part of um, of you running your own small business efficiently and effectively? I think so. Just like what I said about the personal growth piece. Now all of us are super smart and resourceful. We can do a lot of things on our own. However, when you're in the midst of the things, your 
You just don't know what you don't know until someone else look at it, and this chaos can become something so simplified. A lot of people would tell me, "Well, Sabrina, like I never even thought about having a productivity coach. I just thought I just need a business coach. I just need a a relationship coach." And they're thinking very unified, separated. Instead of someone, productivity is about what? How can you? Be so clear on what you need, and bring out the best decision for yourself without regret, without thinking "what if," right? And then some of the things my client can make these million-dollar deals, and then immediately they call me. It's like, "What if I don't deliver? What if my clients don't like the results? What if I neglect everybody else?" And all these negativities start. Bombarding their mind because the judgment sabotaging tendency. Plus, we have nine other subcategory of sabotagers. So, if we constantly being bombarded by these chiming things, right?、Uh, things like controlling, avoidance, pleaser, right? We were here to serve. We want to make sure everyone's happy. But what about yourself? And so, if we don't even recognize, call them out. It's really difficult for us then do neural remodulating training to get ourselves into those empowerment stage of being more innovative, activate. Even you are thinking, oh, it's a difficult situation. You become more empathetic, not only toward other but receive empathy. That's most of the time having the difficulty for us is to receive empathy. I remember、uh, watching、uh, the Simon Sinek、uh, videos about you know understanding your why and the purpose for business and all that sort of stuff, and I was very fortunate one some years ago to be able to、uh, attend a workshop whereby we actually had to do a why a sort of a purpose statement for ourselves. And one of the things that I found, Sabrina, is that having that sort of purpose statement for me、uh, has enabled me to、uh, sort of discard a lot of things that don't help me achieve that statement. Is this part of the process that really what you're talking about here is to Find that sort of core value, that core purpose, and then you can start shifting away a lot of those distractions and things like that because you realise they've got no value to achieving your own purpose. So that's one part of it. One of the workshop、uh, that I gave to my client, they found most helpful is actually I build this worksheet for them. I call it. A little me time because you all deserve it, right? So grab your best coffee, drinks, whatever. Give yourself half hour each week, and go through this. And what we do is, you actually wanted to pick out three core values for the week. Um, what does that mean? Just to be showing up and how you want to be yourself and run your business, because that can give you a guide on when to say yes, when to say no. That's the most difficult thing for most everybody. Right, and I always have to say you have to say no to almost everything, so you can say heck yes to the only things that truly light you up in life, and that's the most important part. So when we have set up these three categories, everything else will be automatically no. Every no is a new opportunity toward the things that you truly can feel powerfully when you're saying that yes, and don't feel like you're regretting or you're feeling like you're missing out. Right, you you're comfortable with every single decision. Not to say we're always gonna make this right decision, but is that even we make the wrong decision, and these things happen, and we have to put out fires. But you now know how to get over these roadblocks and conquer them. So you you build some confidence in making decisions you may not have made before, or that you may have put off because it was too hard, or you didn't like saying no. So you're retraining yourself. Is that 
what you're saying? Yeah, we had to retrain, reprogram. And also when we predetermine our decision, even if it's a difficult decision, we can comfortably react to it and not just constantly in the fight and flight mode anymore because we're more prepared, right? So let's just say one of your value system is that charismatic, right? That's just how you wanted to show up. And therefore, when there's a difficult person in a group and you wanted to show up charismatic, means you're going to try to find joy, try to connect, try to find something interesting. And if even that person can be the most boring one and you don't, you're not going to default into judging yourself or judging that person for it. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina, in, um, in, in the work I do uh, with small businesses, you see how important employees are to the success of just about every business. Um, and I think what we're coming up to the end, unfortunately, and, I, and I'd, what, I, what I'd kind of like to draw out from you is just um, th- reinforcing the importance of the owner of a business themselves looking after themselves because they often um, take so much responsibility and, and take on everything um, at the expense of, you know, personal well-being. So what, what's your kind of key message in closing to owners out there about looking after themselves and, um, and, and making, you know, forcing change? Right. So everyone always says, Sabrina, I just need more time to get everything done. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy or resource. But I want you to know when you keep saying no to yourself, to how you wanted to reset your energy and reset your body and put yourself in an optimum state, then you're giving not the best of you, but what's left of you. So for anybody who actually want to learn how to get yourself quick two-minute reset, you can feel free to check out my website, uh, sabrinarunback.com forward slash energy. I have a quick audio exercise where you pivot in back into your limbic part of your brain, the joyful part, the sensory part of yourself, instead of let yourself run crazy, driving by the frontal lobe, making 10,000 decisions at a time and feeling like, oh my God, I did so much. But how the heck all the time go? And I still have to put out fires and things still falling through the cracks. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. We, we will post a link to your website in the um, in the show notes and encourage people to check it out. It's um, you know uh, your own well being as an owner is is um, uh, so central to your personal and business success. So Sabrina Runbeck, thank you so much for your time and your interest and your wisdom. It was um, it was a really enjoyable uh, and and high uh, high energy high quality conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Anthony, for having me here. Great to talk to you. So that's all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. Anthony and I continue to be inspired by bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. For any of the links, resources or information we've talked about on the show today or to contact Anthony or myself, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com or you can find us on both Facebook and Instagram. Anthony and I would love you to tune in at the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.